I'm mean, Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. The Michigan Insider is standing by. How's it going, Chris? Yeah, we're doing well. <laughs> so just trying to finish up magazine stuff. It's a, it's a crazy week. Hard to believe there's only two weeks left in the season, my friend. Yeah, this I was thinking about that towards the end of the Nebraska game, like how fast it's rolled by because, you know, Michigan is sitting there undefeated. They're right where they were a year ago, you know, outside of the Ohio State game. Uh, being in Ann Arbor, uh, everything is pointing towards even maybe an upgrade off of last year, which would be winning uh, in Columbus, which would be repeating as Big Ten champs. But this time, based on what I've seen, when I look across the landscape of college football, as long as you're not playing Georgia at home, you know mm-hmm. they've, they've looked kind of average when they almost lost at Missouri. And uh, Mississippi State had their chances last Saturday night that – Michigan, I think we asked that question last Friday. Are they a national championship type team? And when I look at their defense, when I look at their offensive line, when I look at Corum right now, who's in a race, I believe, with C.J. Stroud, my, my take on the Heisman, as I was telling my buddies when we were watching the game Saturday night, whoever has the better game and wins in Columbus, Stroud or Corum, will win the Heisman. Yeah, you can arguably say that Stroud lost the Heisman at Michigan, even though he threw for almost 400 yards last year, uh, that that was the game where, okay, um, that was if he would have had a great game and they would have won, I think that uh, he would have had a great case for it. So if Blake Quorum runs for 200 yards in Columbus, assuming he has a good game against Illinois, and they're solid against the run, but I think they've been kind of exposed, right? In these last few games, they're giving up, I think, over 120 yards a game, I believe, and almost 4.0 yards per carry. So, And Blake Corum is probably the best back in the Big Ten. There's no question about it. So uh, then I think that you're going to see Blake Corum's candidacy go up another notch. So they're going to have an opportunity. This Ohio State team is solid. They're, I mean, obviously they're a really good team. Uh, they're a little bit better defensively than last year. But I don't see them being a ton better defensively. And I think Michigan will be able to move the ball on them. So, But before you get there, got to get past Illinois. And, uh, you know, I go back to 1986 because I'm old and I – think about Michigan being undefeated and played Minnesota at home. And I was talking to some guys from that team and they said Bo Schembechler concentrated a lot on Ohio State that week to the point that when they got to that Saturday, he said, boy, I don't think we prepared these guys. We don't think we prepared enough for Minnesota. And he was right. They got upset. And of course, Michigan went on to beat Ohio State anyway and played for the Big Ten. But So they'll be on alert. Uh, they understand that they have to take care of business one more time. And with that running game, Bill, uh, just the way they're running the ball, it's supposed to be 29 degrees on Saturday. I look for them to grind out another impressive win over the Illini. Uh, injuries will be the thing to watch, and even giving some players some rest if there's the opportunity like they had up big against Nebraska, and we'll see what happens with Illinois. I guess Illinois, even after losing to Purdue, uh, that Big Ten West, I mean, my God, is, is Iowa the front runner right now? Who is? <laughs> it, it looks like it, and uh, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, I think one of the worst offenses in the country, and they've got a legit chance here. Uh, somebody with three losses is probably going to win that division. It might even be four. Uh, that's how bad it is. So, yeah, we, we're kind of assuming, right? We're taking it for granted. We talk about a Big Ten championship that the Michigan-Ohio State winner is going to be the, the Big Ten champion, but they still have to go through one more game, and it's almost going to be it's going to be a letdown, a kind of a come down from that Ohio State game. But I don't think you're going to see either Michigan or 
or Ohio State have a problem beating whoever they play in the West. So uh, what's more interesting to me is what happens with the playoff, Bill, and if one of Michigan or Ohio State still has an opportunity. A lot went right for Michigan last week. Some of the teams that had to lose lost, including Oregon. Ole Miss had one loss, and we were thinking, well, could they sneak up there if they run the table here? Maybe, but they lost to Alabama, who's already out of it. So you've got, uh, you had UCLA, which had one loss, lose at home to Arizona. So if UCLA beats USC, that's the other thing that you have to have happen. And then hopefully, uh, if you're a Michigan fan, TCU drops one of their next three games, and they got some tougher ones coming up. Texas didn't come to play in that game, unfortunately, last week. But Michigan is moving up in that respect, too. So going to be fascinating. I've said it to you for a couple weeks now. This is going to be the year that really blows up the playoff and lets everybody know that, hey, we definitely need to expand this thing. Chris Bowles from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us talking about the Wolverines. Should I think the college football playoff rankings should stay the same based on what we watched last weekend. But I do agree with you. You know, Alabama beating Old Miss, uh, LSU uh, going to the SEC title game with two losses, won't give Georgia a ton of juice. And what if they win, right? And then, you yeah. know, is, is Tennessee the only team in? Do you put a two-loss LSU team with their impressive resume over maybe an undefeated TCU? Uh, yeah. th- those are things that, as it plays out here, still some regular season action, but... And I, I'm watching this Michigan team, and the most surprising thing about this season to me is that they haven't had to rely on J.J. McCarthy to win games. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the passing stats, right. it, it's just like last year. And except with one exception, Cade McNamara was better on the deep ball. And you can blame the receivers for some of those, obviously. There have been plenty of overthrows as well with uh, McCarthy. Now he's better with his legs, and he's kept some drives alive with his legs. I'd still like to see them use him more in that respect because right now he is kind of a game manager and as Jim Harbaugh said again today and as he said after the game when people were talking about the red zone and the passing game he said tell you what put all the blame on me and you know what I'll also take responsibility essentially for being 10-0 and 0 and uh, you know dominating everybody we play and in my column after the game I said if this is boring to Michigan fans then sign me up for more boring because what used to be boring was sitting through a 5-7 and seven season when you couldn't stop anybody winning games 67 to 65 and triple overtime might be exciting to some people but i'd take 34 to 3 and allowing only 140 something yards of offense any day of the week there are two sides of the ball people and if you want excitement then go watch ohio state if you want to watch a team methodically pound somebody and play football the way it's supposed to be played then watch this michigan team and appreciate it because this is old school football and proof that man ball can certainly still win in this day and age. And there is another gear to this offense. And I think we'll see it. I don't think the receivers have played as well as they need to. There are some good young guys waiting in the wings, but these guys need to step up a little. And I think they have another gear and I think they have a specific set of plays too, that they're saving for Ohio state like they did last year. So we could be as critical as we want to. I couldn't care less bill if they won every game three to two, if they're 10 and oh, because these are things that just don't have, very often, so don't take it for granted. Yeah, back to back years. I, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, how does Michigan get in uh, to the college football playoff? Well, they'd have to play Ohio State in a really tough fourth quarter game, lose on the road, and then you need Georgia to beat LSU. You need TCU to lose once along the way. Tennessee probably because of where they're sitting, but. 
Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, their offense is fantastic. They're probably in Ohio State. That winner in is in uh, if they would win in Columbus. So that leaves it down to Michigan, and USC, USC with one loss, right? Yep. And I worry about their TV market. I, I do worry about number two TV market for you know college football playoff TV money. I do worry about mm-hmm. that if it's Michigan versus uh, USC. Uh, yeah, so you need USC to lose if you're yep. a Michigan fan, and you and you need TCU to lose, and there is Michigan's chance at even losing in Columbus and still getting into the playoff. I think they need those two teams to lose and not have LSU beat Georgia because yep. then you're going to be in a situation where even with two losses, Brian Kelly and LSU, hey, we beat Georgia. We won the SEC. Uh, we beat Alabama. Uh, we beat, you know, Old Miss, yep. whatever. And they got killed by Tennessee uh, in Baton Rouge earlier in the season. So still a lot of drama, but it's good conversation for Michigan to be there after yep. losing. All right, think about this. You had an untested quarterback in J.J. McCarthy outside of spot play last year. You lost to Jabo and Hutch, who had a fabulous game against the Bears uh, yesterday. And here you are, I think, a better football team. Yeah. Yep. And remember what Jim Harbaugh said about his defense heading into the season, that he had a sneaking suspicion that this defense could be better than last year's, a no-name defense? Well, I think he was right. And uh, now I'm not ready to crown him yet until they go into Columbus and they at least slow down that offense. And you know that Ohio State's going to have some stuff in the tank, too, right, that they haven't shown for for all year for Michigan as well. So uh, that's when we're going to know how good this defense really is because, let's be honest, they really haven't played a lot of teams with a lot of firepower. Now, they've done a better job, comparatively speaking, than Ohio State, for example, against Penn State. They completely shut them down, and you can only play who's in front of you, and they have absolutely dominated. Their their run defense has been outstanding. Mike Morris now is starting to show up, Michigan's senior defensive end, as a first-round draft pick, so he's likely going to go. But, you know, when you look at guys like Mike you plug him in, moving from wide receiver to corner, and he's playing at an all-Big Ten level. And their safeties, Rod Moore, is not an outstanding athlete, but he's an unbelievable football player. And these are the kinds of plays, players that you had to have step up. Mozzie Smith's been dominant in the middle, and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. That guy's going to be a good pro as well. So, But they've got not as many stars, but they have a, a group that plays extremely well together and so fast, and they get to the ball, and you can tell that they really like each other's company. And, and and that's what matters. Uh, you need chemistry to have great defenses. There's a reason that they're number one in so many categories nationally. I did see uh, from uh, Harbaugh's presser earlier this afternoon, Cade McNamara had successful surgery. I've heard rumblings that he's going to go back out west to UCLA. Uh, your thoughts on McNamara? Yeah, I think that's probably right, and I wish him all the best. And it's it's funny how much crap this kid got from, you know, he's the first quarterback since 2003 to win an outright Big Ten championship. And, you know, who won that one was John Navarre, who the fans hated too, or at least a segment of the fan base. So um, these guys, he, he's a kid to be revered, frankly. He helped change the culture of this program. No, he didn't have the big, sexy arm, and no, he couldn't do things with his feet. All he did is win. And uh, you know what? Everybody said, oh, it was a defense, and it was the 
the running game. No, you need a good quarterback. I don't give a crap how much he's throwing. You need a good field general there leading the way, and he was outstanding in that respect. So uh, this kid will go down uh, not as a Michigan legend, but as one of those guys who probably didn't get the due he deserved, but in 10, 15, 20 years, if he comes back here, he's going to get a standing ovation no matter where he goes. And I do agree that it will be somewhere else next year. He wants to play. He's a competitor. Man, Ohio State, Michigan on that collision course. Georgia should remain number one, but that uh, should be a two versus three game in Columbus. Yeah. Man, take care of business against Illinois, and that Michigan Ohio State week will be as big as ever, maybe a little bit bigger than last year, and even take us back to 2006. Yep. Yeah, that's where I am. Uh, and who's Georgia play this week? I don't even remember. Uh, they're they play they're playing uh, Athens Christian High School. It's a big matchup. <laughs> SEC, well, SEC allows the high school game. Uh, it helps. It helps the college football playoff rankings. Athens Christian, don't don't count them out. Their O line goes two ten across the front. I was going to say, I hope Christian brings their A game then. But you know, USC's got to play. USC's got to play USC UCLA in a rivalry game this week, Bill. And guess who they play after that? They play Notre Dame. So, and then if they, you know, there's going to be a, I think, a Pac twelve championship game too, right? So, uh, there there are opportunities for them to lose. TCU, I think, has to play Baylor. Probably Kansas State in the championship game, and then there's one other tough, decent game anyway that they have to play. So there's no guarantee there. So a lot of what happened last week, a big one would have been had TCU lost to Texas. That would have essentially eliminated them. But a lot of what had to happen happened. And, of course, the best way, Bill, is to just go down there and kick Ohio State's butt again, right, on the ground and emasculate them like you did last year and control your own destiny. And I think they got a chance to do that. Well, they really do. Uh, Hardball winning at Ohio State and winning a national championship are the only two boxes unchecked. Yeah. Exactly, and it's hard to win those national championships. And I'll say this: you know, Georgia's still the best team, and uh, they kind of no, they're not. They're not the same as last year. I'm they're not the you. same. They aren't, but they are the most talented, and they can turn it up. And we've seen that that they can turn it up a notch. Even last year, remember, uh, they had a couple games, or at least one. You know, Alabama kind of embarrassed them, and they come back and and take care of business. They have the most talent, and when they get to that situation where okay, it's like um, they have to turn it up. They've got the players to make the plays, and they got a quarter quarterback who's playing outstanding football too who was once maligned instead Stetson Bennett so they'll be tough to beat I still think they're the heavy favorite but they aren't unbeatable I agree with you like last year's team was they could have played that game 10 out of 10 times and Michigan wouldn't have won it this year they've got more than a puncher's chance if they get to that point well if you play the look ahead game and we say okay that fourth spot could be USC it could be we're going on Michigan beating Ohio State could be Ohio State, could be TCU, any, you know, SC, all in that mix. Michigan more than yeah. likely would get Tennessee in the opener, and Tennessee plays zero defense. Granted, they have the best offense in America, but compared to playing Georgia the year before, I think Harbaugh, his staff, the players, uh, the Michigan fan base, all would take Tennessee with no defense over the defense they saw last year with Georgia. Yeah, and Tennessee's in the enviable position because the system doesn't work, right? That they've got a couple patsies left, and they're sitting pretty. They don't have to play in a championship game, so there's no danger of losing that. And that's exactly what's wrong here with this system. They're like, okay, they're not going anywhere but up, and everybody else around them can lose. I don't think anybody's going to pass them. Uh, And I don't think more than two SEC teams will get in, though, Bill, because uh, the outcry after that, if you had three SEC teams and a bunch of conference conference champions that didn't get in, I think 
uh, that I don't think see that happening. I don't, and I don't, uh, I don't envision that. So uh, it's going to take some weird things still, but there's still a lot of football to be played. Uh, I, I really believe that USC will lose another game. I think they're good, but uh, uh, and I think TCU certainly could too. So it's fun to watch, man. That's what makes November so great in college football, and especially when you're ten and zero, right? And uh, headed for a. a two versus three showdown this kind of reminds me of the 70s a little before my time but you know what you were just kind of biding your time through boring games until you got to the one that mattered in columbus or in ann arbor against ohio state and can't wait to see it chris ballas from the wolverine.com the michigan insider you can follow everything michigan football and all university of michigan athletics 24 7 at the wolverine.com chris appreciate the update we'll talk later in the week and focus on michigan illinois you bet. Love you, brother. Thanks, man. I got you, man. Chris Ballas checking in on the Meyer guest line.